Aloha and welcome to Spirit Chat Radio. Today I want to talk about a subject that has been coming up in my Higher Purpose Learning Group a lot. And I actually uh, did a question in there because I told the group I was going to be doing this podcast. And so I had people ask some questions in there of what that they might be wondering about when it comes to seeing spirits. Um, and I think that I'm going to go ahead and answer some of those questions on this podcast because I feel like people are, as this veil is thinning, as we've been talking about, um, you know, we're going to see more spirits make themselves presence. We're present. We're going to see more spirit communication or feel more spirit communication. And I think that it's kind of important for people to understand more what that's like. I'm not going to get into that entirely, what that's like, because that is an entire class. And that's why I'm doing the spirit communication class that I hope to have out shortly. And so when you get into spirit communication, full-blown kind of, um, you really do need training. Uh, And I'm going to be talking to you guys and giving you some information on spirit, seeing spirits and some spirit communication basic stuff here because uh, it takes it you have to go through a lot of different material to really get into spirit communication and that's why I'm doing a class on it Um, it's kind of like all the stuff that I talk about truthfully I you know I really give you guys some really good foundational information through these podcasts but then I'll have people that want to take it to the next level and want to advance or learn more. And that's where the classes come in because I can't really teach everything on the podcast, but I could definitely can give you um, some helpful, good, useful information if it's something that you're just kind of wondering about, you know. And for those of you who are not in my Higher Purpose Learning Group, and I talk about this on every show because I really think this group is super helpful, And I think that people very much enjoy the group. You definitely want to check out my keystothespiritworld.com. And I noticed the other day when I was on there, there is a place at the bottom, because I always direct people to the upper right-hand corner, where it says uh, Spirit Community. You can either click there, but there's also a place on the front page that you can scroll down that also says Spirit Community. So you can definitely... Stop in, put a request, because that's where you're going to find the link to my Higher Purpose Learning Group. You can put in a request, and it's a private group. We do filter through the people who come through the group. We don't like any spam. I don't like any stuff that doesn't is not relevant to the group. And we like to keep things positive. It's really unnecessary for things to not be positive, because there's... Well, because, you know, it's just unnecessary, (laughs) so I don't really need to get into that. We all like to um, have a positive experience, right? So I'm really careful about who's in the group. Just if you're not in the group, I'm very selective and very careful, and we do monitor the group daily. So it's a safe place to ask questions and to have discussions such as we're having right now, only we're doing this kind of crossing both channels. We're doing it via the Higher Purpose Learning Group and this. But the reason I started the group, in case anybody cares or is wondering, um, is because I did notice on my regular Facebook page, I I needed a place to interact with you guys. 
and um, people who read my books and also um, listen to my podcast. I really wanted a place that I could interact with you guys and answer more questions. Um, when with my just regular Facebook page, I've a lot of people wouldn't ask the questions that they kind of really wanted to know the answers to because they were concerned of who could read it. It's all public, you know, who could read the posts and some, maybe even some of their family or friends or whatever. They didn't, they wanted to ask questions, but they didn't want to do so in a very public forum. So I noticed the group was very helpful and that's when I kind of formed the group so that people could, uh, could feel like they could ask questions be supported in a like-minded like, like community and they didn't have to worry about their friends or family or whoever kind of going, why would you say that or why do you believe in that, you know, that sort of thing. And so it's turned out to be hugely helpful for a lot of people and it's grown quite immensely. But if, you, if you're not in the group or even if you're in the group, I do monitor, me and my, my assistant Lydia, we go through and I will read the questions and I will answer them, um, you know, daily or every few days if you have questions on this kind of stuff. My, my purpose is to help you guys have good, useful information because that was another thing I was finding. I was finding that a lot of stuff that people would ask me about, I'd be like, where are you getting this information from? Well, I read it. Where did you read this? This is so far from accurate. I, I don't even know what to say. And so I wanted a place for good, useful, accurate information. Um, also a place that you can feel supportive. And the cool thing about this group is I actually, there's, I have some people who have been in here for a really long time and that they've become very smart, even a lot of my students, and they've become so smart at um, the things that I'm teaching. Sometimes they even answer people before me, and they're doing such a fantastic job of their comments. So anyways, if you're interested in that, swing on over to keystospiritworld.com and click on Spirit Community either on the front page. you got to scroll down a little bit or up in the upper right-hand corner and come join us over there because we do a lot of talking about any of the spiritual stuff. If you like the podcast, it's just an additional way to um, get in and get more questions answered and have more interaction and whatnot. So anyways, one of the things that had come up recently was, I'm not going to get into this too much, but I'm going to just basically tell you the, the situation. Somebody had asked me about a, a spirit coming to her daughter and when the spirit did come to her daughter she said it was at the end of her bed it was clothed and she closed her eyes got scared and I'm gonna kind of skip through this and sort of fast forward summarize the story for you got scared basically went to her mom and then said that there was writing on the window that says um, something about I'm sorry dad or something like that that was the one that prompted me to do this podcast among other stuff and this actually prompted a, a discussion between me and some of my colleagues um, I have colleagues I've been in the industry for a very long time that we talk often and many of them are mediums and they are also uh, I have a colleague that gets into some other I guess I would say sort of deeper spiritual stuff when it comes to people worried about 
um, like spirits taking over possession type thing or, you know, whatever, stuff like that. So I have colleagues of all kinds that I deal with and talk with, and I've been in the industry for about 20 years. And I, when I read it, I immediately knew that the, that the information, it wasn't entirely accurate in the way that it was being, I guess, portrayed or observed, I guess I would say. And I don't know what the situation is um, there at all. It, it, writing might have been there for a while. I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying that anybody did anything that was unhonest at all. I'm just saying that I think that the situation was portrayed in a way that made them fearful. And that's really where I wanted to do this podcast because I think that a lot of situations like this can be portrayed and make people afraid. And we can, again, I've talked about this before, we can thank the movie industry for this. I knew right away that this was not a spirit contacting for several different reasons um, in the story. One is, that is that's a very movie-esque scenario right there, first of all. Um, spirits don't hardly ever Actually, I want to rephrase that because this is something that I was talking with my colleagues about. I've never seen a spirit write on a wall, write on a mirror, write um, in different places. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just letting you know what my observation has been. Um, I've dealt with, I've been dealing with spirits my entire life, my literally my entire existence since I was little. Um, and I've been doing readings for thousands and thousands of people. And even I, I can't tell you the amount of, uh, colleagues I've been around who also do readings for and deal with spirits. And so I started, I thought, well, I, you know, I'm going to ask my colleagues about this as well. And cause like I said, I'm not saying it is not, it, it literally cannot happen because anything could really happen. Right. But I've never seen it happen, and I'm going to explain to you once I tell you about what my colleagues said the same thing. They were like, yeah, that didn't happen, and I said, yeah, I, I, I understand, but then I said, well, have you ever even talked to anybody that was a legitimate colleague that has seen something like this happen? Not like people, because people, we will have people often come to us and say, um, well, you know, a spirit wrote here or whatever. Now, that's not, the the one instance I'm talking about is not the first time that's happened. I've gotten emails before. I've gotten people on Facebook groups saying, oh, yeah, there was a spirit that wrote this, a spirit wrote that. But here's what I find interesting. I've never had a colleague say that, not one time, ever. They're just, they're just people who are interested in spirit communication. And um, I asked my colleagues, have you ever known a colleague experiences yourself and every one of them was just like yeah yeah no never never and they both said or a couple of them said the same thing both of the ones I'm specifically thinking of that would who deal with spirits often mediumship uh, said that's a movie thing and I said yeah I know so the one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is I want to to clarify some stuff again like I said, I'm not saying that it can never happen on the face of the planet. Who knows? I mean, I'm, you know, I plan on living for a while. It's something I could see in the future. Who knows? Uh, I just don't plan on seeing it because it's 
I, when I'm connecting with spirit, when other people are connecting with spirits, my colleagues, that is not their form. They do not like to talk with you via writing. That's a human communication system. Um, now they will communicate with people sometimes through automatic writing where they're giving people information or even people are channeling a spirit and they will automatically write, but that's through, through a human. That's not through a, some mysterious writing appears on a wall like with no human doing it. And like I said, with, with automatic writing, for those of you who don't know, a spirit will either be communicating through a person or they will, um, <clears throat> with permission, they will merge with that person and that person will allow the spirit to move their hand. And um, again, that has to be proved. That's not something they just leap into your body and take over. That's another movie thing, by the way. Um, so that has been created by the movie industry and it's been heavily created by the movie industry. And it makes sense why it's been created because if you really work how spirits normally communicate, um, it's not as scary or intense or I don't feel like it would come across on the screen very well. Uh, because spirits are telepathic communicators. That's when you're in the spirit form, when you're astral traveling, when you're dealing with spirits, um, yes, there's a thing called clairaudience. Yes, you can hear spirits audibly. I've heard spirits audibly. Um, it's very different than you think. It's, it's, it's very different. The tone, unless they're whispering, which by the way, FYI, is my, my preferred communication th system or way if they're going to be speaking at, with me clairaudiently, and they know this because I've made it very clear, um, the whisper is way better. When they speak in a, in a higher, more tone like I'm using, for instance, right now, it is a very strange tone. It is, a, they're coming, you have to realize that they're in another dimension. And so the effort that it takes to cross dimensions into our dimension, the energy that it takes to cross and say something clairaudiently, it, it's a lot, it's a lot, a lot of energy. That's what, and telepathic is easier. And it's just the preferred way. That's just how you communicate in the spirit realm. That's how you do when you're, like I said, when you're astral traveling, um, when I've communicated with spirits, when I've um, taken classes or working with my counsel, telepathic is, is how you're communicating. And so that's the preferred form. In on earth, here, it's through writing and it's through uh, speaking like I'm doing right now, clairaudiently. That is the human form. So anyways... When you hear a spirit speaking clairaudiently, it is this very strange tone to your ear because you are dealing with something coming from a different dimension. So it's it's almost it's almost too high pitch. It almost hurts your ear in a way. Like the tone is it's very a very abrasive. It's it's and it will make you cringe because it comes it when they're speaking to you in a louder tone. Uh, it is startling. It is something that you I you will not go. Was that a spirit or was that a person? If they're talking to you in a regular tone or a loud tone, uh, there's no question. You're gonna you're literally gonna be like, that was something that was not from here, and I'm totally freaked out. And it doesn't even just come from one direction. It usually comes from around you. 
Um, so it's very different than you'd think. Why that I believe that they don't communicate through writing is because, first of all, they can communicate so much better telepathically. You're open to receiving it telepathically. And it makes no sense. It, it literally makes no sense to do that. It's, it, most spirits are contacting you to um, connect with you and in in a positive way. Not not very often are they trying to scare the living bejesus out of you. And, you know, that would be through writing. But secondly, the amount of energy it takes, like I said, to even do things in the spiritual, or from the spiritual realm to the, the our dimension, is just crazy. And these spirits deal with energy. That's how they move energy. When you're in spirit form, you're moving energy and you're working with energy. That's why you will often see them, um, you know, working with light or like blinking lights or anything electrical, anything digital. That's very right. That's really up their alley because they are working on that type of frequency. They can easily manipulate and, and work with that type of frequency. It doesn't take them near as much effort as a, as physical stuff. And if they're going to be doing something physical, you will most likely hear things like knocks, um, you will hear, you might even see something. I have I have seen things moved, literally, before my eyes. Um, things that were flung off counters or um, cupboards being shut. Um, candles being knocked off bookcases. All kinds of things like that I've actually seen and experienced. Um, and I'm sure my colleagues have as well. Yes, that happens and can happen. Will it happen uh, to you, you know, even if you're interested in spirit communication, most likely not. I, you know, I, I have people that want it to happen and contact me and how can I get it to happen? And I, I think that they want it to happen because then there's some type of physical proof or something, I guess. Um, but let's face it. If your teenager walked across in the room and then flipped some candles on the floor and knocked them on the floor or knocked a salt shaker onto the ground, that's not really a great form of communication. So <laughs> I'm not really sure why you would want them to communicate that way because that really is not saying anything. It's just basically going, yeah, I'm here um, and trying to get your attention or it's an attention grabber. If your teenager walked by and flipped the salt shaker on the ground, that would, they're trying to get your attention, right? I mean, that's basically what's happening when the spirit does it. Um, they're just basically going, you know, yeah, I'm here. And um, now you can't ignore me because I've made this really ruck loud ruckus noise and whatnot. So that would be um, where a lot of the physical stuff comes in by moving things, by moving things that would get your attention, by making a noise, by um, moving the salt shaker, knocking it off on the ground. Um, the other way physically sometimes is you can, and I've talked about this before in other podcasts, you, they might touch you or move your hair if you're sleeping and, uh, you know, things like that. Or you may feel them sit near you on a bed. Um, and I guess that now that I think about it, those are in scary movies too usually, but uh, don't be scared of that, especially if it's happening in your you know, during your time of sleep, because you're very protected during your time of sleep with your angels and your guide. Um, they're very much around you and offering protection when you fall asleep because they know that that's when you need it the most.
And so they kind of are guarding around you. So people freak out during that time and they assume that there's like bad stuff happening during that time. That is so rare. It's ridiculous. Um, usually if you hear your name and you know, you're feeling your hair moved or somebody sitting next to you, it's, it's a guide or, um, your guided angels have allowed a loved one to come through. So that is not something that you should really be worried about. Again, in the movies, that's something you should be worried about, but you need to understand that it's very different in real life than it is in, uh, on TV. It just really true, truthfully is. And it's something that once you start understanding that that's entertainment and then, then you're talking about spiritual stuff, um, then I think at least you're open to learning about what the difference is. And then that's how you can make, drop the fear and move forward. Um, I also had a lot of questions in the group that I, I wanted to answer via this podcast because I basically said I would. And um, I, I think that there were some good good ones in here. So I had somebody asked me, I'm wondering how I can listen to spirit when I'm awake. I feel that I can connect with spirit and receive their messages when I'm asleep, but I have no idea how to do this when I'm awake. And I thought that that was a really good question. That is something that I think that people don't realize. Uh, you need training to do this. And I talk about this often, but um, I, I don't know if everybody kind of really understands. It's you, you're taught to do a lot of things in life. You're taught how to walk. You're taught how to eat. You're taught how to cook. You know, you didn't just know how to cook. You're taught how to do it. I mean, you know, you could probably make a peanut butter sandwich, but, you know, you were even taught that when you were younger. You were taught how to, you know, how to use the peanut butter and spread it on the bread and whatnot. And then it, then when you wanted more, something more tasty and you get older, then maybe you're taught how to saute vegetables or whatever the foods that you like. Um, it, that's something that everybody needs to understand when they're working with psychic ability stuff and or spirit communication. You have the natural ability to do so when you're in, you know, seeing spirits or uh, communicating with spirits in your dream state. I, again, that's something that I've talked about on several podcasts. But to do this when you're awake, you need the proper training. You need to understand. It's just like I'm talking about now. People have a misconception of how it works. And they're, they're mis they have a misconception, preconceived notion um, from scary movies usually. I don't think that they purposely do that, but your brain doesn't have any knowledge to give you if you don't give it the knowledge. So for instance, if you experience something that you think is scary spirit-wise, your brain will go through its Rolodex of information and go, oh yeah, remember that movie? That is definitely probably what's happening here. So you have to give it more knowledge and more information. And you have to give it the knowledge to understand how the spirits are communicating during your awake state. This, you need to retrain yourself. Um, some people maybe had the natural ability when they were younger. Most people were trained themselves to ignore it. So after you've trained yourself to ignore it, you need to retrain yourself how to not ignore it anymore. And that's a process. That doesn't, that doesn't just happen so unfortunately, I can't just say, I'm wondering, you know, tell this person how to listen to spirit when they're awake. Again, it's a process. You need more knowledge. You need to take some uh, 
a class and kind of understand that. But that's also why I'm doing the spirit communication class. And I know she's in the group, so um, she'll be getting that. And hopefully, um, Amanda, you will, uh, if you really want to learn more, that you'll take that uh, class uh, that I will be coming out with soon. Um, discuss the ways that they, maybe discuss the ways that spirits can present themselves to you. I'm definitely curious to know different forms of energy they can take on. Uh, bright light zooming around the room. Um, I was, she seen one and she was in complete awe. They can take on a lot of different forms. Mostly the ones that you will see is human form, um, light, definitely light. Um, you can see them like almost in a, in a fuzzy state, but you'll see them in the mind's eye. You know, there's, but if you're talking basically physical, you can see them sometimes like a regular person and or lights. And then, like I said, they, they work through, but that's not really seeing them. I don't believe, um, when they're working with your digital, digital stuff and, and things like that. Uh, another person asks, I'm getting, I am getting spirits transferring energy into me as I sleep um, and do Reiki. I'm sure fairies are helping me, but I'm unsure whom else, she says. Is this common? I've always been very connected to fairies, and they have helped me before, but not in energy work. So I think that she's saying that fairies are helping her with her Reiki work as well as other spiritual creatures or whatever. And is this common? <clears throat> it just depends. There are a lot of different energies. Um, there is a fairy energy. There is um, other starseed energies out there. Um, there's a lot of different dimensions, like I said, that we deal with. And here's the interesting thing that I tell people if we want to get into more of a, a deeper conversation about this. I always want to tell people, uh, where do you think all these... the, the um, the things in movies definitely actually do come from somewhere, even though that people are talking about spirits and they're portraying them in a certain way, um, the spirits still exist. So the spirit itself exists. Um, so, you know, I always think it's interesting because fairies or angels or all that, that they also have in movies, not the personalities of them, like they're portraying personalities of spirits being a certain way. But I'm just saying the existence of them is is real. They just are different dimensional. Um, they're different dimensional beings. And so my answer to this is, is it common for it to happen in Reiki? Not necessarily. Is it common for them to come to people? It is for people who connect with that dimension. So um, hopefully that answered that question. Uh, why This is a good one, I thought. Uh, why do some sometimes spirits not give you signs right away and can love can loved ones uh put thoughts in your head some spirits or to see if loved ones not care to give you signs um that i thought was a good questions good question unfortunately what happens most of the time is not the spirit not trying to communicate but the spirit actually trying to communicate and the person blocking that and that, again, how you stop blocking that, again, would be uh, through understanding and taking classes and learning how not to block because there's a lot of just ways you can block it. Uh, when people are just trying to force spirit interaction, you will block it faster than anything. 
uh, spirit action, interaction occurs naturally. Spirit communication occurs naturally. It's not something that has to be forced. It's um, just something like, I guess, here's a kind of a good example, I think. I don't know if you guys will think so or not, but you know how you naturally kind of just breathe? But you know, you ever notice if you're trying to control your breathing through meditation or you're trying to, if somebody says, I want you to slow your breath to this particular time frame, breathe in and then hold it and then they're walking you through it and they're making, they're, they're having you control your breathing, it all of a sudden becomes very laborious. Or even if you think about your breathing and like you're trying to just pay attention to my breathing through my diaphragm, it starts to kind of mess things up and then your natural breathing flow kind of is messed up. I think it's similar to that. Um, the more you try to control it and the more that you really want to be contacted with spirit, the more that you've decided in your head how that they should be communicating with you and the more that you, you strain it to, you, you become more physical when you strain to communicate with the spirit and you become more physically based. Your, your, um, your left brain takes over and your physical senses, you really put strain on them to take over and that becomes primary over your spiritual your your spiritual senses your psychic senses and when that becomes primary over your psychic senses you kind of shut them down because you you're sort of shutting those out because you're physically trying to grasp on to something that you're hearing seeing or receiving and it doesn't work like that you you use your spiritual senses to um you know, hear, experience, and receive when you're dealing with the spiritual world. So you have to be a lot more relaxed and a lot more open to what, how that spirit's going to communicate and then allowing it to happen. And that, again, I don't mean to repeat myself, but there's a lot of training that goes into stuff like this. Um, why do some spirits not give you signs right away? Because uh, you're not listening. I mean, really is what happens. Um, can loved ones put thoughts in your head? Yes, absolutely. Just like any spirits can put thoughts in your head. Um, so hopefully that kind of answered your question a lot. You get in your own way. When you really, really want to hear from a loved one, you get in your own way. And that's why a lot of times a, a medium or somebody else who is not you can um, definitely connect with spirits in a way that you're like, well, I've been trying, I've been trying. Um, and, you know, for you'll often notice that if a loved one passes over like a mother or something um, and let's say that she has several children and all the children really really want to hear from the mother and some will hear from her and some will not because uh, the ones who really em engross themselves in grief and that she's physically not here um, they are the ones that are going to be the hardest to connect with when it comes with the spiritual realm they're just they're going to be harder connect to connect with because you are so immersed in your grief and the physicalness of them not being around that it becomes difficult for your psychic senses, your spiritual part of yourself to listen, hear, and, and connect. It just does become harder. Um, when you wrap your brain around that they're not, not just physically gone, but they're there all the time. When you wrap your brain around learning to feel the energy and learning to remember the energy of your mother, for instance, and learning to connect and, and feel that part and, and realize that it's, it's not a physical thing. It's an, 
it's a soul, a spiritual thing, and, and that they've kind of basically shifted form. You're going to have a lot more easier time uh, connecting in, and some uh, children feel that, and they can really hold on to feeling that energy and knowing that it's still around, and they have an easier time connecting. And the other ones who who uh, just given to grief or they're just not in a good place to do that yet, they have a harder time. So, you know, it's not that they're they're not coming in right away. It's how you're receiving it. Um, so, I I'm not sure what I I kind of want to read this question, but I'm not really sure what it what it's saying. So I'm going to work through this as best I can. I'm. I'm hesitant to ask. I don't want to focus on the negative, but I'm curious if there are spirits who work uh, against um, our spiritual growth or have bad intentions and what we can do about it. You've mentioned before you're on the right track when things start working against you. I've encountered um, clearing prayers and uh, when you mentioned negative en entities, I was wondering. Um, I was warned that fourth dimensional beings don't all have pure intentions. That's, you know, that that's silly. Uh, you know, we're going to encounter dimensional beings from any dimensions that some have good intentions and some don't have uh, good intentions. That's just the way it's going to be. It's just like here on Earth. I mean, it's, some people have good intentions and other people don't have good intentions. So, I mean, to that, to me, that that's that's like just saying all people from a certain state don't have good intentions. That's just silliness. I mean, I, I you know, people from one dimension don't have, that's weird. Um, so, you know, you should not go, okay, I don't want to be working with uh, the fourth dimensional beings or this. That's such a weird thing that I, I can't believe people go around saying stuff like that. But anyways, uh, you should be able to just um really separate and learn to when you're dealing with negative spirits and positive spirits regardless from where they're from who they are what size they are uh you know fairies uh, aliens star seeds just loved ones it doesn't matter who you should be able to discern between good intention and bad intention that should be more of your focus than where they came from first of all um second of all uh yet yes this is where also you want to have more, more training. But I find often that when you're on the right track, there that if you're on the right track to raising your vibration and making good choices in your life, you will have spirits that will try to block that and hinder that because that's kind of what's going on right now. You have the uh, white light and then the not-so-white light spirits, the um, darker spirits. They're all trying to maintain control as the veil thins. So... I like to refer to Star Wars, as everybody knows, because it's kind of a very good visual of how that works. You have the light and the dark, and they all want to kind of be primary. And so as you begin to raise your vibration and move forward, sometimes you will have a lower vibration spirit that tries to pull you back down again because it keeps you, um, it keeps their vibration stronger. The more uh, low vibration spirits can keep people's vibration down, the stronger their low vibration is as a whole. Um, as the opposite is also true. If you have higher vibration spirits and that you're raising your vibration, that high vibration then engulfs the other high vibrations and as a whole, as a group, they become stronger. So it's a constant 
uh, you know, battle against each other in, in some regards. And so you need to learn just basically how do you battle against that is you basically learn what your own vibration feels like when it's high. And I, we've talked about this before, but it's when you're ha happy, laughing, feeling good. All of those are high vibration. When you're, you're feeling wonderful and good and positive inside, that's a high vibration. When you're feeling depressed, sad, not so good, whatever, um, pessimistic, that is a low vibration. So you, the best thing you can do is to, is to be very aware of your own vibration. Not worry about other people's vibration. Whether they're physical beings or spiritual beings, doesn't matter. Don't worry about their vibration. Don't try to shift their vibration because that you're you're working against an uphill battle if you try to do so. Will their vibration change being around you? Maybe, possibly. And people do have a um, domino effect on other people's vibrations, and that's really wonderful. But do you understand when you're around other people, how does that affect your own vibration? So your own vibration is primary. I just want to repeat that that is where your awareness should always lie, your own vibration, always. Because um, that, first of all, will help you work with the universal laws, propel you forward. Low vibrations uh, will repel off high vibrations. So, it, but, so a low vibrational being cannot connect with a high vibration person. It doesn't work. It repels. Like I said, it's like the backside of a magnet. It repels. Uh, so your, your primary purpose is to keep your vibration high and to be very aware of it. Is it going to lower? Yes, of course. It might lower during the day, might lower during the week or the month. We're human. It's going to happen. But what you do is you just want to be aware of when it's lowering and do your best to raise it as quick as possible. You want to just be aware of it and be like, you know what? I need an attitude adjustment today. I need an attitude adjustment right now whatever it is and you want to do the, what works for you in shifting your perspective and making yourself feel more positive more optimistic uh do whatever it does to do that you might listen to music read watch a show talk to somebody doesn't matter but if you ever find that you're needing an attitude adjustment that is fabulous because that means you're aware of your vibration and so um basically you want to with spirits trying to work with pulling your vibration down, your best defense is to just not worry about that and just be very aware of your own vibration. Keep it up as high as possible, as much as possible. Um, what different types of, I think, spirits are there? There's, um, there's guides, there's uh, loved ones, there's alien type uh, spirits, there's other dimensional spirits, there's... Um, council members there's angels there's there's spirit animals there's um animals and these are different you got spirit animals and then you have actual animals that have passed over spirit animals uh would be more like a spirit guide type of thing um so there's all kinds of different spirits spiritual beings uh when we're talking about the spirit realm how do you tell the difference again that's going to be in a class, unfortunately. I'm not going to be able to walk through that with you because there's actually, here's the interesting thing. A lot of times you can tell the difference by where the energy feels. If it's behind you, above you, beside you, you can actually tell um, who's coming in in front of you. Um, when you're seeing or feeling spirits, you, there's actually a pretty good trick to that um, where you can tell. But then that gets into some more detail, so I don't want to just go ahead and 
walk into the trick really quick because you actually need some background information. It's it's pretty cool. I'll be teaching that in my class. Um, uh, I'm just going to get to a few more of these questions and then I'm going to kind of close this out because I think that we've covered some really good info here. What do negative spirits have the potential to do and how do we guard against that? Um, and it, we kind of covered that a little bit um, more, but basically negative spirits will... What you really want to watch for with negative spirits is, again, not the writing on the wall because that's not really going to be something you're going to experience. Um, but if you start feeling really hard on yourself and you have a, um, you, your, your thoughts turn negative and your thoughts are like, I can't do this, I'll never do this, and it's almost like an internal self-doubt thing from moving forward, they love to communicate that way. If you're questioning your own potential, find that you're being very hard on yourself and basically talking about how worthless you are, how you screwed this up or that up, that, that is something that they love to do. And like I said, spirits, uh, most people on the planet will tell, they will be um, receiving spirit communication telepathically. That's just that a lot of people just think it's their own internal dialogue. It's not something they even need to be aware of. They could really not believe in spirits whatsoever um, and still receive information telepathically. Again, most people think it's their um, internal dialogue or, you know, their internal chatter. And uh, how do you recognize the difference? I, that, I, I can tell you, usually, um, you know, it comes with a either a not a thought process, not a thought train, which is, you know, you kind of followed through with, um, okay, so we went to the gym and then we did this and then we did that and whatever. Um, that's usually a good indicator that it's kind of your own internal dialogue. However, I would just say my personal rule of thumb is if I start getting into a negative loop in my head, of negativity, I am very aware that there's usually almost always a lower vibration spirit trying to work with me at that point in time. So I just am aware if I haven't having any negative thoughts, I am aware that I need to do a clearing, um, need to raise my vibration and need to really tune it out. Those are the things I do. Um, because um, more often than not, 99 times out of 100, it's definitely a low vibration trying to keep me from moving forward in a positive direction, especially in my line of work because I'm usually creating classes and um, doing podcasts or, and whatever. But, you know, like I, they're, they don't want me to feel productive. It's just a thing that goes on all the time. So um, that's my rule of thumb. If I'm feeling negative in any way, I'm like, hmm, this is not unlike... Because I'm naturally not like that. I'm naturally... Um, usually a very uh, a positive, like energetic type person. I'm just, I'm usually in a pretty good mood. So definitely when that happens, it catches my attention for a minute and then I deal with it and then I move forward. So uh, that would be a good indication. Um, then somebody asks, again, a few people asked about this, you know, how can one tune in, recognize the spirit's message? How can I hear them, connect with my angels, etc.? Um that is something that you really need more training. Um, I, I just want to reiterate, it, it, if you, you know, 
if you don't want to spend a lot of money, go check out my Keys to the Spirit World um, book that is on Amazon. Just type in Keys to the Spirit World. That has been a huge seller. It's like $4.99 or something. I don't know. It's not. It's cheaper than McDonald's, um, I guess, depending on what you get. But, you know, it, it has a lot of really good information to get you started. Um, for those of you who are past... And if you're beginning, and if you're just wondering, if you're really just kind of dabbling this in this, I don't suggest you spend a lot of money in a class. Absolutely not. Go check out the book or whatever book from whoever you want to, um, and sort of read and learn as much as you can. If you're still interested um, and you want to learn more and you want to become more advanced, or you're noticing that there's more spirit activity around you and you really want to learn how to um, be more comfortable with it, discern kind of what's going on around you that, like I said, that takes training. Um, you know, even in, I've talked about this before, but, uh, I have a lot of, thank goodness. I have a lot of mentorship, uh, students that I've been working with that are healers. Um, I'm surprised. And, and you, you guys, if you're a healer, you're going to want to watch for this. Um, I have, uh, there's, there's so many people that are not learned that have not learned or been trained to read properly if they're a healer. And, um, you know, if people are taught to do Reiki or energy work or whatnot, a lot of people are walked through with a teacher. Uh, when people, I just realized there's, there's no really classes out there. I don't know what happens. I've even had people come to me that are healers that have been told that they were trained to do readings. And I find that they, they're, they're not really, the, the training is kind of off. Um, so, you know, you have to be trained to do a lot of the spiritual work. It's not that you, you don't have the ability, but, you know, you need the knowledge. That's basically what it comes down to. You need the knowledge. You need to find it. You need to understand all these different systems and how they work. There's systems to the communication. There's systems to doing a reading for somebody. That is really interesting to me, how many people probably are doing readings without learning a proper system. Um, I've helped a lot of people through that mentorship program with the reading stuff, a lot of healers. And they've a lot of them have had blocks or whatever, and they come back and they're really grateful because they've never learned uh, how to read, read properly. They never learned the, the systems for it. Um, so that I, I was trained in, you know, just being psychic like I've been my entire life um, and reading for somebody. Those are two entirely different things, like really two entirely different things. Um, and also hearing spirits when I was younger and dealing with spirits when I'm older, like as far as reading and what they want, messages that they're saying. Those are two and totally different things again. You know, I spent a lot of time honing in my craft and training myself. Um, when it came to uh, really picking apart what spirits were saying with this and what they were saying with that, and what messages that they wanted to convey. Um, yeah, it's one thing to hear them, experience them for no real reason that you don't really need to give anybody. But um, I, I've spent a lot of years training in this. It's not just something you just uh, pick up because you have the natural ability to. You, well, you can, but it depends on what you want to do with it and how far you want to go. So... Um, that's something that I think that is really important for people to understand. And 
I just want to address this one other question before I go. Hopefully you found this helpful. This is a very unorthodox podcast, so definitely comment and let me know if you enjoyed this kind. I won't do this often because I know you guys like the five tips or the seven rules. I, that's a super easy, cool way to learn things, and I know that people like to learn that way. I will continue to do those, but every once in a while um, it's kind of fun to do something a little bit different. And so I'd like to know if you enjoyed it. But basically, somebody asked, um, why do people come, why do they not come to me in a wake state, but they come to me in a, a dream state or while I'm resting? Because when you're in a dream state and you're resting, that is when all your, um, your you've let all your blocks and your guards down, when you've raised your vibration naturally. When you're resting or taking a nap or you're falling to sleep, you're naturally raising your vibration to connect with the spirit realm, the spirit world, because that's what you're doing when you're dreaming. And so your mind sort of allows that to happen. Your mind starts to become rested and starts to kind of take a back seat and then just allows it literally, it's almost like a meditative state, you know, that you go into before you drift off to sleep or while you're laying in bed resting your mind kind of shuts down and goes into that Zen state and just allows yourself to be in more of your natural high vibration state. That's why you connect with spirits at that time. Because when you're awake and doing things, sitting at your desk, sitting at your couch, walking to the mall, driving in your car, your brain is very um, aggressively taking the front seat because you have to, because you know, if you're driving or you're doing whatever, it's sorting through all this information uh, of just being physical and navigating the physical world. Uh, and so it's taking in a lot and it, it just naturally kicks in as keeping you safe and keeping you well-informed and, and also keeping you on task of whatever it is that you're doing. And so unless again, and gosh, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing this, unless you train yourself how to be in that Zen state and allow the brain to relax a minute and while you're awake, um, unless you train yourself how to do that, your brain naturally does what it does best, which is navigate the physical world. And so when you're in bed resting, your brain takes a breast or breast, a rest, your brain takes a rest and allows um, the spiritual aspect of yourself to come forth and um, be more primary. And it's happy to take a risk. It doesn't risk. I don't know. Why am I? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Your, your brain's happy to take a rest and um, allow that part of yourself to come forward. And it's happy to just relax a minute because you're safe. You know, you're not having to do a task at that point. So it doesn't need to um, be navigating, helping you navigate through physical stuff, right? And so that's why. So hopefully that you found this helpful. Um, I definitely want you to uh, uh, watch for the Spirit Communication class if you're interested in that. Um, if not, go check out the book if you're interested in that, The Keys to the Spirit World. And if you're not interested in either of those, then um, that's okay too. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, definitely comment below. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like I said, it, this was a little bit different than I normally do. Um, but subscribe to my YouTube, subscribe to my um, iTunes if you want to make sure that you are getting my updated podcasts. And don't forget to stop over to Keys to the Spirit World com and join my higher purpose learning group there's a lot of cool stuff going on over there and they kind of are the first to know a lot of things 
that are happening so that's cool and I'm working on a, a fun new cool thing that I will probably be putting on my website shortly um, that will help you guys navigate through these energy waves uh, that we've been talking about so definitely stay tuned for that until next time have the most amazing day aloha